Fends them dummy half. It's with the halfback, William. Williams goes himself, comes out the other side, gets it to Croker, bounces away from a would-be from De Goyce, puts a kick out wide, looking for Shander Earl, and Earl is in again. Oh, stop it, it's starting to hurt. Rugby league. Rugby Hello and welcome to SC Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Williams. It is the penultimate round of the NRL Supercoach season. Preliminary finals in full swing. Grand finals next week. The title race, I think the gap's close to about 110 points. Uh, she's bloody tied up top. So exciting times ahead. Uh, nervous times for many of us. Hopefully you're still alive in a head-to-head league or the overall race or a bid to become top 1,000 or top 10,000 or whatever your goals might be. Here to help us discuss the round 24 team news and all the Supergates chat is 2019 NRL Supergates, Desi Creek, uh, who in our little head-to-head race just won't go away. Desi, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Um, had a pretty moderately good week, I'd say. I scored 1170, which saw me go up to, I think, 1300th. But that was only with 16 players. So, yeah, it could have been um, sort of 1200 plus, like both you boys cranked out. But, yeah. Um, guys like Jerome Luai just not producing for me right now. But yeah, he's got the Tigers this week. So I think Luai's due, definitely due to repay some faith uh, without Dewey there to defend that right edge. Yeah, seriously, mate. This could be the week and should be the week that Jerome Luai repays the faith of very patient owners with a 150-plus score. Uh, we'll get to it more later, but my goodness, the Penrith Panthers could put a cricket score on the Tigers there. Also joining me is a man who's just been on an upward spiral throughout most of the season. Uh, he's on absolute fire. Speaking of blokes that I can't catch despite my best efforts, it's the Supercoach Spy. Spy, how are you, mate? G'day, boys. Yeah, back from my little hiatus. Uh, there was a bit of talk on Twitter that there was a rift between the parties, so I can put that <laughs> to bed officially now. Uh, I just had a busy couple of weeks, including getting <laughs> getting vaccinated last week, and I was a bit crook afterwards, so I had to... Uh, Go to the extended bench for a week, but good to be back. Huge weekend uh, of Supercoach. It was actually going along pretty solidly until the second half of the Roosters when Teddy was flying as my skipper, but Tupo wasn't getting much ball. He'd been bundled into touch a couple of times. Sammy Walker's on the bench, and I thought, ah, it's just going to be a moderate one, not too bad. And then I have no idea what happened points-wise in the next 35 minutes, but Tupo got a hat-trick. Sammy Walker came on and did his thing, my new favourite player, officially noted. And Teddy just went ballistic, including a last play try assist. I think it was even for Tupo. So that skyrocketed me to 1290-odd and into 129th overall, which is about 10 clear of my best-ever finish. So I'm just really eyeing up that top 100 now. We'll see what we can do. Very nice, mate. I'll tell you what, there was there was an, almost an in-house rift between myself and the Spy, and he knocked me off in the SC Playbook League by one point. Sums up our seasons. The Sky, the the Spies had everything go his way, but I won't I won't get bitter at him for that one for doing well and uh, flying the flag for the SC Playbook crew. The Stallions. 1,291 points into 496 overall. So had a pretty nice little jump last week. Hopefully a couple more to come before the end of season. Uh, On this SC Playbook in-house league, we're ranked second overall out of 17,000 leagues. Had a really good jump this week. Nick Moon, uh, the resident funny guy of SC Playbook, does the weekly raps for us. Of all people, top scoring with 1330-odd. He's got three trades left this week, which he'll tell you all over Twitter over and over again. Uh, so fighting for the overall gong there. I don't think there's a prize for it, but plenty of pride. So good luck to the SC Playbook boys uh, and our crew on the fight for number one there. 
our unlimited group, um, stacks of people in that one. Our unlimited group boasts four of the top five overranked super coaches, overall ranked super coaches, should I say? Uh, Villy's Army, Timmy's coaching that lot, leading the way still by about I think about 110, 111 points. Barry Morby in striking distance just behind him. So good luck to everyone in the hunt there. And we hope someone from the SC Playbook League does get home in that one. On this week's app, a little bit different to most weeks. Most people running out of trades. Um, 17s, you know, a lot of people will be flat out having 17 as it is. We're going to have a look at the Supercoach team news. Uh, players that are a chance of getting rested at clubs either this week or next. We're going to chat about Nathan Cleary. We're going to chat fullbacks, talking Teddy versus Pappy. Would you trade KP or Gutho to get them as your final trade? A couple of sit-start decisions. Um, Turbo versus the Dogs. What the massacre that could happen there? What loophole would you take in order to jump past uh, and avoid Tommy Turbo as your skipper? Uh, Our punning plays, our trade skippers, and then questions at the end. So plenty on the show. Um, So let's get stuck into it with the key Supercoach team news. The first one is Dave Fafida after starting last week and playing 73 minutes for 31 points, his second week of 31 points in a row, uh, has been moved to the bench, which the role he had been playing for a while now doesn't impact too much other than the fact that you probably wouldn't look to VC him off the bench in a bit more limited time. Uh, Big news up at the Titans, Greg Marzu dropped for Philip Sammy, a blow to the owners of Marzu, who's been looking pretty good, at least supercoach-wise. Very big one, Spy, Josh Curran, who... Left the field late due to a relatively ugly HIA against the Broncos. Five-day turnaround uh, for games before they face the Raiders on Friday night. Been named to play, but you'd have to think he's in a fair bit of doubt. Yeah, the thing with that is I believe the protocols are six days to clear them, but that means you have to have failed your HIA as well, which you may not have done. He whacked his melon in the last minute last weekend. He looked pretty dusty, but he did just headbutt the turf. So he may well have passed the HIA, in which case it'd be up to the club if they want to play him. But if he did fail it, I'm led to believe, I don't even know if he can play. Someone might be able to clarify that, but certainly in doubt. And obviously we'll know by the second game of the week what's happening there. Yeah, I think it happened in the 73rd minute or something like that. So <laughs> there probably wasn't even a form. I mean, I'm sure they did a formal uh, HIA test, but in terms of news coming through the commentary, we didn't. I don't think we actually got it as to whether or not he failed it or not, but I'm sure the Warriors have done a job there and done everything by the book. Uh, Matty Lodge returns at the Warriors. Good news for Desi Creek and a few other of his owners. Uh, hopefully he lasts this week and plays the last round without getting suspended. Ryan James, who had a good little stint at the Bulldogs for desperate super coaches. I think he pumped out about 85 on the weekend with a try. His loan stint at the Bulldogs is over. Uh, he comes back to the Raiders where he hasn't even been named in the extended squad. So anyone needing him as a number this week, bit of a bugger there. Uh, big news at the Roosters. Lachlan Lamb, who started for the Roosters on the weekend against the Dragons, pushing Sam Walker to the bench, has been named at centre for the injured Adam Kieran. Sammy Walker starts in the halves. The Roosters yeah, couldn't actually name a full squad, which is pretty crazy and shows how decimated they've been this year. Lots of implications there, Desi. And good news for your man, COCY Takiaho, who should kick goals with Adam Kieran out. Yeah, uh, I've been hoping TKO gets the kicking tee back all season. He's, uh, I think he's a much better kicker than Walker, personally. Um, just seems to hit him very straight. Walker's kicking's been pretty abysmal. We can all agree um, this whole year. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping TKO um, cranks out another 70, 80 odd. He he was very close to going over actually um, late in that in that game last week. But instead, he copped a HIA and had to go off. But yeah, I'll definitely be playing TKO this week. 
All the Bunnies contingent have been named. Josh Mantle's out. He's injured, and I believe could be gone for the season. Um, we'll get more to the Bunnies players soon. I know Damian Cook is in a fair bit of doubt for that one. We'll talk restings pretty shortly. Jason Tamalolo returns at prop for the Cowboys. Big news for his owners. Spy, uh, the Pennies finally dropped at the Melbourne Storm. They are pretty close to full strength. But the news that we've been waiting for for a long time, Nico Hines moves to the bench. Ryan Pappenhausen again starts at fullback. Uh, Jerome Hughes returns in the halves. Brandon Smith returns from a rest. Harry Grant moves to the bench. Big, big supercoach implications because there's stacks that own um, Nico Hines there. And Pappy becomes a massive buy this week, and I'm pretty sure he'd be on your radar. Mate, the Paps always on my radar. Um, I won't be getting him in just due to late in the season, Teddy in form and Turbo back. But if you, he's such a good buy. Um, the only slight risk is obviously with Hines on the bench, he could come on to spell him. <laughs> Hines might also spell Munster, Hughes. It could be anyone. He could he could come on even in the middle. So maybe they all play 80 minutes, but that's just something to be wary of. But at the price Pappy's out at, if you got the trades there, they play. Um, who have they got this week? Melbourne. I've just gone blank. Eels got, uh, got the Eels. Who they've been struggling. That they, they may hit a little bit of form, but I mean Melbourne could put plenty on them. And then the week after that, they've got a reasonably easy game in the Sharks, I believe it is. So with Pappy back and kicking goals, he should be only getting better as well. He, he's some purchased the young kid. Tommy Turbo returns for the Manly Warringah Seagulls. He's paying about a dollar one to beat the Supercoach record. Bookies probably aren't even taking punts on it. It's that short, actually. Luke Thompson suspended again, uh, not named for the Bulldogs, so I assume they, they must have accepted his charge. Gone for, could be two weeks, I believe. You might want to check that one. Uh, Adam Dewey, another massive out for the Tigers. News came through earlier today. Uh, stacks and stacks, over 50% of top-ranked super coaches. Might be over 60 or 70%, actually, that own Adam Dewey. So a big blow from limited knowledge, uh, information that we've been given. It doesn't sound too severe. Copped a bump of some sort. To be honest, probably not that big a deal because they'll play Penrith anyway, and you probably would question playing him in your 17 anyway against a full-strength Penrith outfit. Uh, but numbers-wise, it will be a blow for anyone struggling to field a decent 17. The massive, massive Supercoach news out of the teams, along with Nico Hines, obviously, is Brian To'o named to return probably a week earlier than most of us suspected. To'o owned by 26% of the top 50 ranked teams still. He's owned by 19% of the top 100 and 18% of the top 1,000 ranked overall Supercoach teams. That's as per Adam DeRussi's stats article from last week. So a few more might have sold from that, but around about that number. As far as whether he plays or not, we assume he does. Uh, NRL physio, the great man himself, tweeted just before. Brian Toe to return this week. Just a five-week return to play after undergoing syndesmosis repair surgery has been done just once before in the NRL by Dylan Brown last year. To'o himself returned in eight weeks after the same surgery in 2020. Desi, firstly, do you think he, he makes that early return? I mean, he's been named, so you su- you'd suggest so. Um, and how big a trading target does he become this week? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you'd probably use your last trade on getting him in if you uh, have one trade left and don't have him and you're, you're trying to um, make up ranks, I guess, with only 19% ownership in the, in the top 1,000. Um, I'm looking at it purely as a Luai owner. I think uh, Toa increases Luai's ceiling considerably. So I'm looking at that. But yeah, 
I think Toa will come back and he'll look like he never left. Yeah, mate. He's, he's firmly on my radar this week. Spy, what do you make of it all? There's just one thing I've thought of, lads. I've I departed from Toa a few weeks ago, but if you want to get him back, you won't be sure he's playing until 3.05 Sunday afternoon. So if he was a late scratch, you probably you might end up finding yourself short a player if you're planning on bringing him in. So just have a look how that would potentially impact you. Look for late mail news and look for that 19-man squad cut uh, Saturday afternoon at Fourish from Penrith, um, or you might just want to take the punt. Obviously, we know he's been named to start, so that suggests he's playing, but uh, something just to be wary of um, if, if you're going to put yourself in a, in a tough position there if he was rested. But I'd be I'd be reasonably inclined to think he's going to play, given he's been named to start. Mm, yeah, you'd think so. Um, and as I said, massive implications implications on the overall race, on the head-to-head race, uh, and everyone's final trades this week. Boys, let's get stuck into our topics of this week. Uh, they're all hot topics. There's four or five of them. And the first one is just a little bit of a chat about the players that may get rested. It could be this week, but we're probably more looking towards next week in terms of guys you might be looking to trade in, you might be looking to trade out. Um, the big ones that I see, and this is all speculative, um, not based on fact or anything, just what we think may or may not happen, worth a chat. Um, the Bunnies, pretty well full strength this week. The Storm, pretty well full strength this week. Um, just briefly, the way I see it, the Bunnies who are locked into a second or third position, I think Cody Walker's missed one game all season. Damien Cook's missed two games all season, plus played three games of Origin on top of that. They've got to be a decent chance of getting rest next week, namely them two, possibly a few others there. Uh, you Adam Reynolds as well. Um, the Melbourne Storm, Bellamy's done pretty well to rest players over the past month and given them all a bit of a chance. So maybe having had players missing from time to time, particularly key spine players, namely Ryan Pappenhausen, maybe he wants to get two full games at full strength in before finals. Um, Spy, what are your thoughts on them two? And then you've got a bit of a theory or a bit of a scenario on the Seagulls and the Knights and how their players could be impacted based on results. Yeah, mate. I was just thinking, as you said that, Melbourne, obviously they haven't, it sounds funny to say this, when I say they haven't really clicked of late, given they're on a 19-game winning streak, which is like an NRL record. But they've had guys come in and out. Their spine's been different players now. I think, personally, they'll want to be peaking towards finals and really hitting top gear again sooner rather than later. So that suggests to me some of the key spine blokes probably will actually play. That would be my prediction. Again, it's not based on anything. It's just just my theory moving forward on how Bellamy might approach things. So I'd be a little bit less worried about Melbourne. Uh, I think they'll be relatively strong next week. But as you mentioned, Penrith, <clears throat> they can't move on the ladder, I don't think. Second or third is the same this year. There's no home ground advantage. doesn't really matter. Same for the Rabbits. So, I mean, why would you be playing guys like Cleary who could get injured again? Uh, Cody Walker needs a spell, all these sort of guys next weekend, they've got to be massive chances of being rested. The only reason I think you do play them would be just to keep momentum going. But, I mean, it's it's one week off. You're not going to lose too much. So really watch for team lists next week. Eels and the Knights are in a similar position. They may not be able to move far on the ladder. Brad Arthur's already suggested that the Eels are going to rest a few next week. <clears throat> the Knights may well do the same. I don't know. Again, they might need some form as well, though, so they might be inclined to play their guys. Uh, but, yeah, it's a really interesting one to watch, given ladder, ladder positions potentially can't move too much next week. On the Sea Eagles, and obviously our boy Tommy Trevojevic and Cherry Evans to, to a degree as well, 
The Seagulls will know by the end of Thursday night footy next weekend, round 25, where they sit. Essentially, if results go their way, they'll already be locked into top four, and they'll already know that. So that being the case, and I'll get your thoughts on it in a minute, I have no idea why on earth you'd play Tommy Trojevic and Cherry Evans in a in a meaningless game a week out from the finals if they've already locked in the top four. Conversely, if the Roosters do win their game, they'll need to ensure that they beat the Cowboys on the sad day uh, to make top four, which means they're almost certainties to play, I would have thought. But what do you think there, boys? Because that could be have massive implications. Desi? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Spy. I think... Uh... I think pretty much you've covered it pretty well, but yeah, I think Turbo's a pretty good chance of getting arrested. Uh, not sure about Cherry. Maybe, maybe, maybe they'll do it. You never know with Desi, but yeah, if if they're still fighting for the top four, they're definitely not going to get arrested. Um, as for South players, like I can see, I think Cook will get arrested this week. Um, I think that there's a bit of mail that he would, but he was named anyway. Um, Murray, a, a big chance. I'm not sure about Cody Walker. Um, I don't. I don't think he's one for resting, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think these teams will want to have momentum um, coming into the finals, especially with all the all the games in Queensland. I think it's mm. more so you want momentum when you're playing away from home. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Cody will have a say in it. To be honest, if uh, the master coach Wayne wants to rest him, he'll rest him. The good news for Teddy owners and Roosters players in general. They'll be fighting for that top four spot. So your Teddies, your Tupus, your Sammy Walkers, all these blokes, I can't see, barring a, a massive injury flare-up or a concern, any of them guys getting rested. Um, yeah, I mean, again, it, it probably shouldn't shape your trades too much. I will throw one at you, Desi, that I have thought about, and it's going to tie nicely into our next topic, which is Nathan Cleary. Uh, and my my question to you is, if Cody Walker is your only avenue to Nathan Cleary this week, would you be willing to roll the dice on the chance that either, say, Cody plays this week in a pretty tough matchup against the Roosters, then maybe gets a rest next week? Um, Nathan Cleary plays the Tigers this week. Could Deadset get 200? Is Walker to Cleary a viable trade this week or not worth it? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I think it is because Nathan Cleary is the second best player in Supercoach. Um, you, you can move heaven and earth to get him in, I think. And he's a solid captain option this week against Turbo if you if you want to antipod it, I think. Mm. What, are, what do you reckon on that one, Spy? The only thing I'd add, uh, I agree. I like the trade. Anything to get Cleary in if it's, if it's a one-trade move is a good one. But I would be wary that Cody Walker, obviously, big rivalry, South and the Chooks. Chooks are pretty decimated, and Cody Walker put, what was it, 203 on them in this exact yep. round last year or one one round later. Uh, he'll be fired up. He'll be running. Uh, and if he knows he has a chance to get an arrest as well, I mean, it can't hurt. But I think Cody could still go huge this week. But anyone who's getting in Cleary, I, I can't say it's a bad option because he's a gun. All right, so boys, what lengths would you go to to get in Nathan Cleary? Because we've had a lot of questions throughout the week so far on you know people. I think we'd all agree if you can do it in a straight trade, you do it, you get him in. And and I know it's hard to talk about when we where each team is situated differently, but I mean, Desi, would you burn your final say? Let's say hypothetically speaking, 
your depth in your team is okay. You might have 19, 20 available players, a bit of a worry leading into next week. Would you burn your final two trades to get Nathan Cleary in? Is he worth that much at the expense of maybe playing a player short next week? I think so. I think he is. Uh, I think you move heaven and earth to get him in, to be honest. He's, like I said, he's just been outstanding this year, averaging 120 odd. Um, he, he can basically score what three players can, three normal scoring players can in one game. So I think even with the, a player short next week, you, your team's still in better stead with Nathan Cleary in your team. Hmm. Spy, I think uh, there'll be a lot of super coaches out there who are in a position to do it in two trades, but to do it, they'll need to fund it by going James Tedesco to Ryan Pappenhausen, and then they can move on a halfback, be to Sean Johnson or whoever or Matty Burton to get Nathan Cleary. If part two of the trade to fund it was Teddy to Pappy, would you do it? I, I mean, you're in, the, you're in this position, so... I am. I certainly don't mind it. Uh, my biggest concern with Cleary is that he doesn't play next week. Uh, whereas someone like Cherry Evans fighting for that top four, top four, sorry, comes up against the Dogs, who are pretty decimated, and then the Cowboys next week with Turbo potentially on his outside, he could do a lot of damage in two weeks. So I'm just wondering if it's better to go to Cherry Evans if you can do it in one trade, and then keep that last trade spare. If you know, then if one of your other guns rest next week, like a Cody Walker or whoever it may be. You can then get in another gun to replace them. Does give you some extra options. I'm currently leaning probably towards just getting Cherry in. I love the run home. I love the form he's in and what they're fighting for. Uh, but it's something to consider as the week goes on because clearly it could be rampant against the Tigers. Uh, or he could get hurt again. That's the other risk, as NRL Physio has mentioned. Uh, there's always a chance of that reoccurrence. So there's, there's a multitude of factors here, as there always is in Supercoach. Uh, but in short, I don't I don't begrudge anyone getting Cleary, but there's nothing wrong with going a straight trade to DCE uh, or someone like that if you've got it in mind. But it's a really good one, boys. Desi, what's your take on that one, mate? So Cherry Evans, next two games, the Bulldogs and the Cowboys, it's basically as, as good as it gets uh, for a Supercoach player. Nathan Cleary, the Tigers this week, which is also mouthwatering before Parramatta next week. Um, I don't think it'll matter too much Parramatta-wise. I mean, they're uh, they're not going to be playing for top four. They're not going to fall out of the eight. There'll be no home semis to worry about, so not a major issue. Would you, if you had to use two trades to get in Cleary, would you prefer to do that or would you prefer go DCE in one trade? I'd go Cleary. Uh, I, I just don't see him getting rested at all. I think he... He's had sort of six weeks off um, over the last two months. I don't see why he would need to be arrested. You'd want him to get some match fitness, especially coming off that injury. I mean, there's of course there's a chance that he's going to get like re-injured or whatnot, but the more he plays, the better. I think the more the, the risk sort of decreases coming into the finals. So I, I think Cleary, Cleary for me. I'd have to disagree just on that latter comment there, Desi Boy, is there's every reason to rest him because there's a genuine chance of re-injury. It's not like someone's come back from, say, Toto this weekend. If he's fully healed, he's fully healed. He would have to genuinely do something to aggravate it where at the shoulder, we know from NRL Physio what he's told us is if he just lands on awkwardly, he could be gone for the season and off for surgery. So why would you play him in a meaningless game? It's a really big call for Ivan. Uh 
But, I mean, if I'm coach, he's, there's no way he's playing for me next week, especially if Power rests their guys as well. I just don't see the point. But he could he could just as easily do that five minutes into the first final game. Like if if, if the risk of re-injury is the same, it's going to be the same for months on end, probably with an injury like that. Yeah, of course. But there's eighty less minutes to do it in. So why, why would you just like, you lower your odds? Surely you're a gambling man. You're a you're a Bitcoin mm. fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just I don't see Cleary getting rested. I don't think he'll do it. We might have to bet a pint on that next week, but we'll, we'll do that when we get Why there. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Bet, bet a pint. I've already got one off of you. Yeah. Get a pint that the uh, the winner can receive in about two and a half years when we get out of lockdown. <laughs> Boys, interesting one to keep track of, and we'll chat about it next week, of course. Topic three is fullbacks. Um, a lot of people, I know Adam DeRussi is one person, and I know there's a lot of people in the same boat who have only got one trade left, uh, and they've got Gutho there who's just been stinking it up. Couldn't really put on any points against the Cowboys on the weekend. Um, they've been they're trying to work out is it worth going Gutho to your Pappenhausen or your Teddy for the last two weeks and burning their final trade. You know, pa- uh, Gutho, for example, his last two games of the year, the Storm and the Panthers, tough games to come in. Um, the other one there who's been pretty ordinary by his standards is Kalen Ponga. He's looked all right on field uh, despite the way he's getting utilised by the Knights, but. Scoring-wise, Supercoach not scoring real well at all. So he's sitting with a three-round average of 50 points per game, which is not what you need, especially when Pappy, in his first 80-minute game in months, turned up. Uh, James Tedesco, 180-odd on the weekend. So uh, my question to you boys is, assuming your, your numbers are pretty scarce, you, you, you've got you know, 17, 18, maybe 19 players f- available, You've got one, maybe two trades max left. Let's say you've got one trade left. Spy, would you burn your final trade to trade either Gutho or Ponga to Pappy or Teddy if money money not being an issue? Gutho, hundred percent, I would. Uh, there's talk. There's Arthur's already said he's probably not playing next week, so he's got one game. Uh, it's against Melbourne, so see you later, mate. Absolutely, I'd yeah, just catch you, Ponga. Uh, if you had the depth, oh, you know what? I probably wouldn't just because he has to come good, doesn't he, Ponger, at some point? Although Plays looked, the Knights and Broncos. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, Titans and Broncos. That's a pretty good run home. I think I'd just hold and hope he comes good, but I mean, we know how good Pappy can be, so I, I don't mind if you want to take the gamble, but maybe even wait till next week. See, see if you can deal with the carnage of next week first. And if you've got the trade, you might want to get in Pappy for the last round if Ponga's still looking no good this weekend. Desi, what's your take on that? And I suppose you have to factor in, uh, again, speculative. There's no reason to suggest or there's no word or report to suggest that Ponga would be rested next week. Um, but it really does look like he's been carrying a few niggles of late. Yeah, I mean, the Knights have had very limited opportunity to get their spine and, and anything close to a full-strength team together this season or for the last couple of th- seasons. They've just about settled on what their spine is now. Pierce is back from injury. Clifford's in there. I mean, I suppose, do you factor into your decision on trading Caelan Pong and the fact that he may get rested next week? Uh, and back to the question I threw at the spy, would you trade Ponger and Gutho as your final trade to Pappy or Teddy? Yeah, I think you absolutely have to. I think you have to pull the trigger. I mean, P- Ponga scored, what, 42 last week against the Bulldogs. That, that must have been, you know, the final nail in the coffin for any KP owners. Uh, they would have bought him for the draw. And if he's scoring 40 against the 
the uh the Bulldogs. He's not gonna he's not gonna score that much better against uh against those t- two final teams. But yeah, I, I think Pappenhausen is is the man to get in. Um, he's definitely not gonna get rested, and he's got the goal kicking back. He's he scored ninety a hundred odd last week without a try. I mean, it's it's so ominous as a non Pappy owner watching him because he could just go two hundred bang bang in the last two rounds. My That's two fair. big my, my big two big multis for the site last week. Same game multis in the Storm game. Same game multi in the the Roosters game. Ticked off every box, every try scorer. They're both paying sort of a decent enough amount. And the two try scorers that I missed out on in either game were Pappy and Teddy, who both went nuts Supercoach tries but could not cross the line. But I'm with you, boys and. Pappy this week at next to no ownership. Um, with no, he looked really good back on the weekend. Spy, he's just he's got to be such a serious option. The problem is, I mean, you're not going to trade Turbo for him. You're not going to trade Teddy for him. But man, that that Ponga trade, it's going to keep people up at night this week, isn't it? Yeah, I think you need to just make an early call now. If your gut's saying saying that you want to do it and you've had enough of Ponga at the moment, just get it done. Make the trade tonight and be done with it. Um, but I can really understand why you'd want to hold because that trade could be vital next week. We could end up short numbers, so you might end up with Ponga, Ponga and then an extra 17th player elsewhere. Uh, but it's an interesting call. So just go with Gut and little Pappy. We know how good he is. He's a little legend. I can't wait for him to cross the stripe again soon. Last trade, Spy, money not an issue. Would you get Pappy or Teddy? I'd get Pappy, just because Teddy's got a pretty tricky games weekend. Uh, Souths are in pretty good form. And then the week after, oh, they play the Raiders, who have defended better of late. It's a good call. Um, I'd go Pappy just because I love him. But mm. either or, they're both in good touch. Desi? Yeah, Pappy as well. Yeah, I think I would too. They, The Storm, as we mentioned before, I think they've... You know, the only one who maybe gets to rest is Munster. I think, yeah, having had players out for a while, as we as we touched on, Belliac will want to get a bit of fluency with with his top side on deck. No Nico Hines in the spine, so that changes a fair bit immediately. Um, yeah, there could be some points put on by them in the next couple of weeks. Boys, topic four, sit V starts. We won't go through too many this week. Uh, I will admit that the list is a little bit more abbreviated because, uh, generally speaking, the team list that came out at four o'clock today were pretty generous. There are a couple of daggers to people such as your Marjus and your Deweys, um, but there were a lot who got names. You know, your Sammy Walkers to start. Yeah. Uh, they, it shouldn't be too, too bad, our 17s this week, but there will be people out there uh, battling a little bit. Uh, I'll throw a few at you, boys. Uh, let me know your thoughts. I think the first one is probably just the Storm Tigers game, Desi, and basically all Tigers players, your, your Sean Bloors, your Stefano Udakamanus, your Nofalumas, who have been stinking it up, Luciano Leilua's, my question there is, would you play any of them or, or would you sit them all, granted you had the opportunity? Uh, I'd probably be playing Luciano. I think he's dangerous enough to even score against um, against Melbourne. But yeah, I think Nofo is probably a sit. Blora, Utakamanu, you could probably play. He's he's pretty safe base stat-wise. I think if you need 50 points, 60 points, he's a pretty good play. But I think Nofo, um, you, you probably sit if you... Mm if you uh, can afford it. Spite? I own plenty of Tigers, and I'll be sitting everyone I can uh, against yeah. Melbourne. Uh, we know what happens there. Someone like a worker like Twole, who I still own on my bench there, I'm reasonably happy to play because he'll get through his work. But, yeah, Nofaluma, no, especially at Dewey. Uh, yeah, just, I'd, be, I'd be avoiding where possible. But Luciano should be solid. He'll knock out 50-odd. 
Yeah, no, with you there, boys. Uh, Luciano would be the only one that I'd I'd consider playing in that one. Otherwise, sit them all because that game against it's against Penrith could be a, a bit of a tough one. Um, boys, I had him written down as a question mark, but I know you're both going to say he's a straight play for you. It's Jason Saab. So Saab this season, Jason Saab at the Manly Seagulls, obviously a brilliant matchup against the Doggies this week. Ridiculous stat. So this season he scored 20 tries. I think it's in 22 games. Without Tommy Chaboyevich, he scored one try in eight games. That means that he scored 19 tries in 14 games without Tommy Turbo. Sorry, he scored 19 tries in 14 games with Tommy Turbo on deck, which is just ridiculous and says so much about the dominance of Tommy Turbo in that manly side. So uh, I think we're unanimous there. Jason Saab is absolutely a play this week. Um, Spy, you've got him. Yep. Just on Saab quickly, boys. I've even had a look at trading him in this week. He's 400k. can straight swap him for Nofaluma. Turbo's back against the Dogs. He could do anything. Yeah, interesting play that one. I hadn't considered it, but seriously, if if it wasn't for Toto now, who's who's not sort of too too expensive, well, oh, serious play. Spy TPJ, you're an owner. I'm not sure if Desi is, but didn't play many minutes last week. But was very busy in the time. But I think he played some like twenty three or four minutes, twelve runs in that time. Would you play TPJ or or is he just to sit with those minutes? I'm um, I'm sitting him, but I mean. If you do play him, you know he'll be busy again. He's got to hope that offload can come out and maybe his minutes are extended as they look to get a bit of footy into him before the finals. Mm. But I'll be a little bit nervous than the fact he could just play 25, 30 again. So I'll be sitting him, but it's not the worst option if you need um, a bench player there. Yeah, 26 minutes it was, sorry, last week. Uh, Desi? Yeah, I think with 26 minutes, you, you probably have to sit him. Yep. Jason Taumalolo. Now let's... He's been named to start, so I want to do another hypothetical here. Let's say he does get moved to the bench for game day coming off that broken hand. Uh, I think we'd all start him if he's named to start. Spy, if Jason Tamlolo comes off the bench, would you play him? Uh, I'd be looking for other options if he comes off the bench. Uh, it just depends on the depth of those options. If you've got someone who's averaging your 40, I'd probably still be happy to play Big Jace. But if you've got a decent option there with a matchup, then I'd be happy to sit him if he's off the bench. Desi? Yep, um, I'm in the green to spy there. Even though the Dragons are pretty abysmal, he'll probably score. But yeah, I don't think you can play him off the bench. Just on that, um, jigging my memory, he gave me to the Giant. Val Holmes playing centre this week, which is such a cruel blow for owners. I think, I mean, he could drag a try like like anyone can at any given time, especially with his ability. But he's going to get less runs under under his belt. Uh, his try scoring opportunities are going to be a lot more limited. We, oh, I mean, that's such a dagger for Val Holmes owners because he was such a great pod for the run home, and there are a fair few of you out there. Um, so playing center this week, as far as the team name goes, uh, massive, massive bugger. Um, Spy, if Sammy Walker reverts to the bench come game day like he did on the weekend, which it's a pretty – Decent chance, although the fact the Roosters couldn't name a full squad uh, is a question mark. Will you be playing Walker if moved to the bench for kickoff? If moved to the bench against the Bunnies, I'd reluctantly sit him uh, and play someone like a Nofaluma, but hopefully he starts uh, the young kid and, and gets into it again. Desi? Uh, yep, I'd play him. Even if off the bench? Yep, I'd play him. Go for it. Jeez. He's... Uh... <laughs> He can he can pull it out. He can score a hundred and thirty minutes old Sammy Walker. Yeah. I reckon he 
Go for it. What an animal. Uh, I'd sit him. I just think against the Bunnies, who particularly seeing the, the side the Bunnies have named, which is pretty well full strength, uh, Keon Kaloma Tungi is out suspended. So that he's about their only out at the moment, provided Damien Cook plays. So if Walker's benched, I'm not playing in my 17. Uh, in that same game, Spy, Alex Johnston. Play a 1,000%. Uh, Rooster's defense <laughs> hasn't been that good. Bunnies left edge. He'll be fresh and firing. He should score more than one try this weekend. Desi? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of hesitant. I, I'm not so sure about this game as you boys are. Um, I think the Roosters might pull it out against the Bunnies, honestly. I think they'll really want some revenge after last year's game, um, especially if Cook's out. If Cook's out, I won't be playing AJ. I think I'll probably sit him. Jeez, that's big. I'll, I'll be playing AJ. I think I'm a bit with the spy on that. The Roosters are only okay purely due to the de- how decimated they are due to injuries. And I just think it'll all be down that left edge again. And, and AJ could bag a couple there. Uh, the big one of the week, boys, Nico Hines, owned by 80-odd percent of super coaches. Spy, you've sold him, so it's obviously hypothetical in your books. Would you play him off the bench or sit him? Oh, hell no, I wouldn't play him. Uh, he might only play 15, 20 minutes. Um, so, no, nah, he'd be a sit for me. Desi? Yep, sit, sit, sit. Oh, there you go. I thought we might get a bit more debate about that one, but I'd absolutely sit Nico Hines as well, so that was boring. Boys, topic five, looping. Now, this is a good discussion to have uh, because I think we'll be put in a position, uh, or some people may be in this position during the week. Tommy Turbo is the set-and-forget skipper this week against the Bulldogs. As I said, I reckon we've got a new Supercoach record on the cards. If we'll obviously have to pick a player earlier in the round, which gives us... Mainly play on Sunday, so we basically get the whole round. For a vice, to use the vice captaincy loophole, what we're going to do two scenarios. The first scenario is if you have 17 players, so you get a free shot at the loophole. Spy, what score would you need to be looping um, this week? This is how good Turbo is, lads. I would consider it at 150. <laughs> Probably wouldn't do it. And I'd... If he, if my VC got 170 plus, I think I'd probably have to do it and then hope Turbo gets an early spell. But that's how good he is. I'd probably want at least 170. Des, uh, I'd probably go down a bit. I think 140. You'd be looping. Wow. Turbo's average. Turbo's averaging 135. So anything over that, really. 140. Um, pro- have yep. you learnt nothing with you, Des? No, you, you bank those points seriously. Oh. Uh, Turbo. He might he might not go full throttle against the dogs. I I really think they might, you know, slap up twenty thirty points and then just go off pace for the rest of the game. And Turbo might a, just have a, a wake relaxing off, Sunday over. He had a wake off. He will be stinging at the bid. He'll be ready to go. Yeah, hazard a guess. I think Turbo goes sub one fifty this week for anyone wow. out there. I I'm. I see. I think he breaks two hundred. Uh, to say he'll break the record, a bit maybe a bit more of a stretch. But I mean, I'm just looking as far as loop numbers go. Scores over one fifty this season: one seventy nine, two twenty six, two oh eight, one fifty nine, one ninety one. Um, oh, de- yeah. I, I'm with the spy. I reckon one sixty. I'd seriously consider it, but I, I reckon I'd need one seventy to loop him this week if I had a free crack at it. Um, Two things, boys, is one thing, uh, he obviously could get rested 50 or 60 minutes into the game, which could be massive, and he might be sitting on 90 or 100 at that point if if you're looping and you get lucky. The other thing is, um, 
What was I going to say? I dead set forget. <laughs> was it Ruben Gareth? No, no, carry on. Carry um, on. All right, part two of that question, which is probably a more likely scenario. Let's say your auto emergency loophole is 25 points. Um, let's say you're dropping maybe an 80-minute back rower like Mitch Barnett to do it. So, you know, you might be backing 60 or 70 points for them. So your loopholes, your, your auto emergency is 25 points. In that case, Spy, what, what number are you looking at for the loop? Yeah, like 190-odd. What are you talking about? This shouldn't be the reverse. <laughs> it should drop. Um, so the, the no, first you... scenario, the first scenario was the was the free loop. The second scenario is if you had only a, an AE of about twenty five points. Yeah, so he's got to score more than your free loop. So like one ninety. That's right, isn't it? Oh yeah, sorry, mate. I'm, no, that's right. That's I've a, been that's on the a point, Amy, as well. Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've got it at 190. Sorry, mate. And, um, no, all good, all good. So 190 plus for me there, boys. It's been a long season, mate. Ten months straight uh, of podcasting. So I'm, I'm starting to crash. I've, I've nearly, I've nearly made the whole season. Um, <laughs> Desi, well, we, with that same scenario that I won't go through again at the risk of confusing myself, what, what, what number would you take? Uh, I'd probably bump it up to 150, from 140 to 150. Can I just mention, boys, um, really importantly, this obviously a lot of the time in this podcast we talk about overall standings. If you're in a head-to-head matchup this weekend and you're just looking for that desperate point of difference because you might be short a player or you know you're losing come Sunday afternoon, maybe that's when you do look at looping like a 110, 120 and just praying that Turbo plays 50 minutes like it's it's a bold gamble but that's the sort of things that you may need to do if there's no other option to claw back a head-to-head win uh you might just need to, to roll the dice in that sort of sense but we're obviously talking about overall with our numbers mm. yeah for sure mate and keep that in mind when you, you shoot your questions in guys we are Questions or even topic ideas, and we'll, we'll chat about it after the season, bit of, get a bit of feedback, but uh, we are a little bit too overall specific at times. So if you have any head-to-head stuff, fire it away at us, especially this time of year. Boys, top sport punting plays. Last week, duck eggs all around. Leaderboard, I'm up 75 for the season. Desi's up nine. So if he if he flatlines this week, he'll be in the negatives alongside the spy, who's negative 950. If you do want to follow our tips, all markets and odds are taken exclusively from Top Sport. If joining up, use the code SC Playbook, 18 plus only, gamble responsibly. Uh, Top Sport found out during the week, uh, renowned for looking after the big punters. If you're one of them big punters who gets blocked off by all the other bookies because you're doing too well and it's ticking you off, uh, go and suss out Top Sport because they look after you a bit better. Boys, what have we got this week? Spy, I'll start with you. Haggard's top sort, by the way. That's good stuff there. Um, all right, so I've got two weeks to claw back and find a way to win this one. So a bit like Cam Smith, I'm just going to find a corner this weekend, get myself back on the board, and then steam back in the dying minutes next week. So that being said, South to cover the line at 12.5, Manly to cover the line, 28.5, and, and Penrith to do the same at 28.5. Should be paying about 7-1. to one. And that should have me right back in behind Timmy Williams. And then I can steam past you next weekend. You are dreaming, mate. Although after last week, weekend, one point head-to-head defeat, I'd, I don't know what to believe in anymore. Desi, what have you come up with? You know, I've, I've been going for these try scorers, so I'm, I'm hoping one eventually lads. I'm going to go Puppenhausen to score two or more tries. 
And I was going to say Jason Saab for a hat-trick, but we'll tone it down to two or more tries for Jason Saab. Mm, nice, mate. Um, looking to stay ahead of the spy there. My one, I'm double same game multi in this week. I'm same game multi, multi into a same game multi. So hopefully that makes sense. My first same game multi is Manly in the Dogs. Uh, I'm going to go Manly to cover the. It's 13 plus. So Manly 13 plus. Turbo to score, Saab to score, Garrick to score into the Panthers versus the Tigers, which I think will also be a bloodbath. Panthers 13 plus. Toto to score, Crichton to score, or should Toto get ruled out? Just whoever the two wingers are is is my play this week. So we'll see how that goes. Spy mate, anything to add? Dead set. That manly multi should be paying about a dollar and three cents. Let us know what that comes out as. <laughs> yeah, well, I would have odds for you, except it. Um, it's we they don't do the same game because the teams have only just come out. I couldn't get the actual odds for the same game multi just yet. Uh, that might come out tonight at some time, but hence why I did the same game into the same game. So we'll, we'll see. That's fair yeah, enough. I think you're balking though. I think you might be in a little bit of trouble and panicking because that's a soft effort. We'll see if it pays dividends for you, mate. I don't need to go the hail mary. I mean, I'm in front by sixty seventy odd bucks, so I'm cruising out in front of you, boys. Boys. Round 24, trade skippers. Uh, we've touched on it a little bit. Spy, your, you've got a couple of trades up your sleeve. What are you thinking this week? Yeah, massive decision, boys. I'm either going to go, most likely, Sean Johnson straight to Cherry Evans, which is fantastic. Uh, the other thing I could do, if I wanted, is go Adam Dewey to Nathan Cleary, um, given we don't know what's happening with Dewey Ooh. next weekend. But with Dewey playing the dogs... Cleary possibly resting. I just don't really want to get rid of him. So I think getting rid of Johnson, who's not playing for Chairman's, makes the most sense here. And I'm happy to watch him against the dogs. In terms of skippers, Tommy Turbo, 1 billion percent uh, with a VC on oh, Harry Grant or someone like that, just in case mm. they go bonkers. Yeah. Um, just quickly, I just pulled my team up. My projected score before teams renounced the Savo and they obviously changed Tommy Turbo to playing went from 1,400 to 1,606 on the back of that. So Tommy's projected must be absolutely enormous and it would probably <laughs> project, he's projected to score 196. That's absurd. Um, Desi, what are you doing? Uh, I'll probably <laughs> just go vanilla with VC on Cody and the captain on Tommy. Yeah. That's fair, mate. Hey, just one note on captains this week. Off the back of the discussion we just had about needing a massive score to loop, I think that reduces uh, the options that we have. So, I mean, you're going to need someone with a genuine, well, in Desi's case, a 150-plus ceiling. In the Spy or myself's case, a genuine sort of 170-odd-plus ceiling. For me, that'd nearly rule out Spy, someone like Harry Grant, who's coming off the bench and will play 55 to 60 minutes where he almost can't possibly score that 170-odd. Um, I mean, Dave Fafita, who if he was starting and playing 80, might be an option, but off the bench, he's not going to score 170 in 55, 60 minutes. So I think you've got to go blokes like Cody Walker or there's probably a handful of other options out there. What do you reckon? I agree. I just checked my side as we were talking then and I just flicked it straight on to Cody. He's the best option this week. Or if you want to have a go at maybe an Alex Johnson, just in case he scores four or five. Mm. But yeah, you need that massive upside. Yeah, so VC Cody for me, C Tommy Turbo trades. At this stage, I won't be making any moves. I can put together a relatively strong side this week and save my final trade for play next week. 
however, I'll have a little bit of a look around because Brian Toto is pretty tempting there. Uh, unfortunately, don't have the funds to get Daly, Cherry Evans, or Cleary unless I traded Cody, which is not going to be happening. Boys, let's wrap it up with a few questions for the week. Question from Mike Maniardi. Sorry for the pronunciation. Now, you guys rock. Uh, knows how to get his question answered, Mike. This is my best season yet, thanks to you guys. Any thoughts on TPJ's minutes increasing, tossing up between him and Saab as last reserve? Uh, boys, it's got to be Jason Saab in that one, doesn't it? Thousand percent. Yep. Mm. If you're not going Saab, yeah, yeah, you're not going to win. Yeah. He, um, in terms of his minutes, we had a little bit of chat about it before. Might get 30, 35 where he would score well enough, but again, you James Fisher-Harris comes back into that rotation and starts for the Panthers, so he's going to eat up 55 to 60, which isn't going to help TPJ's cause. So probably yeah, a bit reluctant, uh, probably an avoid this week for him. Boys, question from Max Ben-James. He asks, Chase Cleary with my last two trades would have to punt Hughes, though. Leaves me with a squad of 19, 20 if you count Makatoa, or get Grant and Lomax. So his question is basically, get Cleary, would have to lose Hughes, or get Grant and Lomax. What do you reckon, Spy? Ooh. Oh, wait, I'll I'll add something to that. Head-to-head, focused, and his opponent has Cleary versus the Tigers. Yeah, get Cleary. You do it? Yeah. What do you reckon, Desi? It's it's a tough one, isn't it? It is tough, but I I think I've made my thoughts on yeah. Nathan Cleary pretty clear. Yeah, nullify that that Cleary threat this week in your head to head league. Uh, question from Fox League. That is Fox with an F U X. Uh, this is a PG thirteen show, so we wouldn't swear like that. Boys, Desi, drop Ponga or Pappy to bring back Turbo. That's got to be Kalen Ponga, doesn't it? Absolutely. Mm, okay. Question from Blake Shaddix. Got Haas, Thompson, and IPAP. Thompson out, and if IPAP's is rested like early reports are suggesting, who is the best replacement? So he'd need a front rower. I mean, there's a few out there, isn't there? AFB's on fire. Matty Lodge is back this week. and should get good minutes. Takiyaho kicking goals. Who'd be the best replacement in the front row for him? I'm going to go uh, with TKO. I think with the goal kicking, he's he's looking real good, and I think he'll get pretty solid base starts against... Uh, South Sydney. Mm, nice I'm one. going AFB on that one, lads. I reckon he's looked in vintage touch. Hard not to own at the moment. Mm, that duel with Payne Hass last week was a cracker. So, uh, And played big minutes without uh, Matty Lodge there. An extra five or six to his game time, which is pretty significant for a forward of his PPM. Um, Spy, they'll probably drop down a little bit this week, though, with Lodge back, do you think? Or I was just thinking that with Lodge back. And if they were to lose this weekend, they won't be in finals, definitely. Uh, so we don't know what that would mean for next weekend. But uh, AFB looks pretty good still. He's, he'll still be really solid in limited minutes, but he looks good. I don't mind Lodge because he's offloading at will these days, and he's only going to get through two games as well. <laughs> so I don't mind him as a little pod play. Mm. I had a question from JC Charles, good man, except part of option A in his trades was to sell Brian Toto. So he'll be a very happy man tonight seeing him named in that side. Uh, we'll move on to a question from Finau. Three trades left, head-to-head player. His opponent has Turbo and Garrick as uniques. <clears throat> He's boiled his trade plans to two options. Desi, option one is he can go Laurie to Garrick and Teddy to Paps. 
get in that instance he gets two good scores and avoids the bad South matchup. Option two is Teddy to Turbo and Laurie to Enough. Oh, that that's a tough one. What are you doing there? Um, I'm probably going to go with option one. <laughs> I think Garrick's <laughs> Garrick's going to absolutely cripple him if he doesn't have him uh, against the dogs, and I think perhaps should outscore Teddy though. Teddy has just looked outstanding. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes 150 against South, but I think Paps is also going to go 150 as well. So mm. I'd go option one. Spite. Tell you what, if that was me in that predicament, I'd be looking at that till about 3:30 a.m. tonight. That's <laughs> not me. Uh, just on first thought, I I thought option A might be the the best because Garrett could go mental as well, goal kicking anytime Turbo goes left. You hope he hits Garrick for that try. Uh, and then Pappy could go bananas as well, so hopefully offset Turbo a bit, and then you just pray that Turbo plays his 55, 60 minutes. Uh, so option A, uh, but yeah, good luck, mate. Mm. Question from Deep Longstop. Last two trades. KP to Pappy, Dewey to Cleary. He says, basically, having paraphrased a little, is it worth Desi selling two guns, likely playing next week, both with nice matchups? Uh, to get the aided boost this week of Cleary and Pappy. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, the Dewey to Cleary trade is what Spy should do personally, but, you know, each to their own. But, yeah, I think that's the, the, the correct trades to do. What do you thought, Spy? No, you can't. Yeah, that's you've got, sound- uh, got- yeah. Sorry, you, go. you can't do it, can you? You can't do it, can you, Spy? You've got Dewey in the halves, so you, you'd need to do Teddy to Pappy. Yeah. Um I was a lot of chat there going on, but either way, it sounded okay to me. You're still chasing that attack this weekend. Uh, and a quick shout-out to old Deep Longstock. He's one of the better Twitter accounts. He's a good man, very funny, good Simpsons references, so get around him. <laughs> uh, that's it, boys. Fellas, we'll wrap that up for this week. Thank you very much, Spy. Cheers, fellas. And Desi Boy. Good luck this week, boys. All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in.